AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Bullet Kev podcast special guest in here who just tore down the freestyle. Go check that out uh, on the YouTube channel. It's there as well. Yes, sir. Harry Mack is here. Yes, sir. Welcome, man. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, yeah, man. You've been on your shit lately, bro. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. So for people who don't know, um, you're kind of known for your ability to rap very well. But <laughs> but more importantly, like off of the top of the dome. Right. Which is something that is a lost art form. We have a freestyle series on the show. And I would venture to say 95% of the bars that have ever been wrapped on our show is written. Right. Um, we still call them freestyles. Obviously, that term is like evolved. Yep. But like in the old school, old head term that me and you live by, right. you are the true definition of a freestyle artist. Thank you, bro. I appreciate um, that. But no, like you, you've done a really good job of, um, you know, I feel like people before you who might have had your talent um also different eras right but like sure. you've done a good job of like figuring out a way to build like a universe and uh right. monetize your skill so right. kind of like you've had a great pandemic yeah. yeah yeah i have yeah it's weird to say you know because obviously there's been a lot of pain for a lot of people through the pandemic and and i think we've all brushed shoulders with that pain in one way or another but right from a uh from a business standpoint for me and just from a creative standpoint, you know, I've had the time and the space to really build, like you say, build a universe around what I'm doing and kind of build a brand around being an off top freestyler. Right. You know, and I think I'm really fortunate, man. You mentioned how, you know, cats from, from the previous era weren't always able to monetize the off top freestyle mm -hmm. thing. Um, I feel really fortunate to be alive in this internet era. You know, I really do think it's like, almost made for that. Yeah. That's the difference, right? It's like now we live in a time where, you know, previously, it's like if you're an incredibly talented off top freestyler, a record label is going to be like, yo, that's dope. We don't know what to do with it. Sorry. A hundred percent. You know, and that is like, OK, cool. Like when you have a hit song, hit us up. 
you know? Um, meanwhile, this talent is like insane and everybody who sees it live loves it, of but course. it just doesn't fit in with the structure that sort of exists already. Now we live in a time where anybody with a phone can get on these free platforms and build a, a personal brand with whatever they're into doing. And if there's an audience for it that enjoys it, you can monetize it. And so, yeah, I know you've been doing this for a while. I first saw you on the cruise show. Yeah. Um, uh, probably four or five years ago. Yep. Um, and Shout out to Cruise. what, what is like the platform that like really first started to really like pop off for you in like a serious way? YouTube was definitely the first, um, in terms of like, in terms of social platforms, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. YouTube was the first one. That was the big one. Uh, actually, YouTube and Facebook, oddly enough, because uh, I had a video back in February 2017. It was just called uh, Venice Beach Freestyle Part 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just me out there on the Venice boardwalk. Uh, Scary place to be nowadays, by the way. <laughs> I know. It, yeah, it's a lot different now. Yeah, post-pandemic or, or whatever, mid-pandemic. Wherever the fuck different. we're going through right now. Exactly. Yeah. Wherever we're at in this crazy timeline, what is time anymore anyway? But uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, yeah, I was out there. Um, it was funny. We had been there all day trying to freestyle for groups and stuff and just, you know, getting rejected, right. or getting yelled at. Hey, don't do this in front of my store. No filming, no camera, right, right. whatever, whatever. And we were frustrated. And eventually my, my boy who was with me uh, filming it on my phone was like, yo, just start rapping and, and, and see what happens. So I started rhyming on the, on the boardwalk and one by one, you know, this crowd starts to form. And it was kind of like, it was very serendipitous. You know, the crowd that forms, it looks like we hired people to be the crowd because it's so like diverse. And then right. there's like these like preppy boys on bikes and like polos and shorts. And then there's like this stoner couple with a big dude in the Bob Marley shirt smoking an L, right. you know, and just and one by one, it's like you get sort of this whole picture of like the diversity of the Venice Strip in front of me. We ended up with like 40 or 50 people gathered around me and I'm rapping about everybody's clothes and everything like that. And, and, um, that video went super viral, both on YouTube and on Facebook, and that was kind of the beginning of uh, of uh, people knowing about Harry Mag, I guess. How long have you been doing the Omegle uh, freestyles? Yeah, I guess uh, we like a year and a half, right? So you started that during the pandemic. I started it during the pandemic. Yeah. Let me ask you something because that's a yeah. sketch place, Omegle. Yeah. You yes, know, you might fuck be. around and go in there, and there's a 55 year old truck driver jerking off. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Has that happened? <laughs> Uh, that specifically, well, maybe I not that specific. Yeah, but, uh, he's like, I didn't know his occupation, yeah. but he was fifty-five and his dick was out. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've seen some dicks, definitely. I've seen some dicks, but not as many. As, so here's the thing: it's funny actually. Like before the pandemic, people were making Omegle content on YouTube, and yeah. so people would be in my comments like, "Yo, your shit would crush on Omegle," because really, what I make is reaction-based content. It's right. about people who don't know that I'm going to be dope. And then like, I yeah. do a freestyle and then hopefully I blow their mind and, and that's what's fun about watching it in, in a large part. So people would hit me up and be like, do it on Omegle. But I knew kind of what was up with Omegle. And yeah, I, I think I just remember chat roulette back in the day. Exactly. And it was like a dark place. Exactly. They yeah. always, any, any site that randomly pairs strangers on video chat is a recipe for disaster. Yes. Like it's going to be corrupted. Um, so I avoided Omegle for a long time and then you know, a few months into the pandemic, it's like, damn, we can't go out and shoot our regular content. Like, let me check this out and see what's up. And actually now it's a lot better than it used to be because they have these tags, interest tags or whatever. So you could type in hip hop. Uh, it's uh, like putting hashtags so on a whatever video. Whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. And they also have much, and, and that creates a lot more filtering. So if you don't use those, you see a ton of dicks. If you use those, I maybe see, you know, like in all my time making the series, honestly, in terms of actually seeing a dick, I've probably seen like 20. 
That's a solid amount of. And I have like sixty episodes, you know. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah. it's more than I would it's like to see. Not a terrible <laughs> ratio, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, know? I would like to have not seen any, but I mean, yeah. twenty's not bad. That's what I'm saying. Like people assume because people go on there to try to find me, <laughs> yeah. and they don't know about the interest tags, and they're and like, so they're just like, no, like, I can't find you on Omegle. I just keep seeing dicks. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, wow, you must have a terrible PTSD. Like you should be in counseling. Like the amount of of of, of dicks you're exposed to must be absurd, but it's really uh, not. It's not as crazy as you. Think. Yeah, have you had like a a bad experience on there like where you were freestyling and something weird happened i've had some sketch experiences on there while i'm freestyling yeah like where where i stopped the freestyle and was like bro you you know you need to get help like people doing like weird drugs and stuff like on the on uh, the screen where like you're rapping and then someone comes up with a meth pipe like yeah essentially fire. yeah like i don't know what's in it and it could be a prop you know it could be they could be trolling oh, but no. it's still just like insanely uncomfortable and i stop it and i'm like dog don't don't do that yeah and also and everyone can see your face and like don't do you know mm. people don't understand the internet it feels like you know where i'm just yeah. like hey man like people forget that that shit is there forever yeah it's on a server somewhere at least forever and and you got to assume people are screen capping everything you're doing yeah, you know? this, like, is, this is true so um what about the TikTok? And I know you were on Twitch a lot, right? So yes. like those are obviously kind of two platforms that, you know, a, a lot of people I know, uh, especially DJs, took advantage of Twitch big time during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and man, I know some people who are getting crazy checks just DJing right. on Twitch. Hell yeah. Um, wh- how, how did the Twitch shit for you? Like, because, you know, we, in the hip hop community, we got Kenny Beats who's huge on Twitch. Yep. But like, how did you kind of turn what you do into something that worked for Twitch. Yeah, so with what I do, you know, being being as it's all kind of improvised off top, it's like what I need is some kind of randomization, you know, like people did, in the chat, like yeah, exactly. We just did a freestyle. You threw me words out loud. That's yeah. always dope. That's like the classic way of doing this. And uh, you know, in, in this case, it's just a live chat feed. People, people are throwing tweet, out words, putting and, words in there. Yeah. Yeah, so basically any like live streaming platform, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch, um, they all work really well for, for what I do. Um, the only, the learning curve was like reading it and, and incorporating it from a written word mm. as opposed to hearing it's it out different. loud. It's different. It's like a slightly different part of the brain or something. Yeah. I don't know the science of it, but it was a, a, a bit of a challenge in the beginning because rhyme is all about sound. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with how something's spelled. Exactly. Like, like devil doesn't rhyme with evil. They look Correct. like they rhyme. Correct. But they don't. So... You kind of, it's like I have to read it and then hear it in my head. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now I know where to go. With While it. you're rapping. While you're rapping. Yeah, it's a lot of multitasking. It's kind of a. What, um, at what point in time were you able to say to yourself, I can fully support my life off of my skill? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I feel like it was like 2018. I feel like 2018. Um, I did a Mitsubishi commercial. Mm. <laughs> and uh it was crazy because i i was used to being like pretty much broke you know right. um i'm a jazz drummer i don't know if you know that but i that, did not my, know that my background yeah so my background is is playing jazz gigs and um so that was like your gig like like yeah. you're besides rapping you were that was like what paid the bills and teaching drum lessons yeah i've been a professional musician supporting myself for a long time you know i think like 10 years maybe. oh that's dope yeah but um but the hustle of a of a jazz drummer in in the modern world as you might imagine is a serious, serious. it's an intense hustle serious hustle it's yeah. an intense hu- and it's not you know it's not uh glamorous in any sense yeah, yeah i mean i was playing like bar gigs where we're crammed in a corner 
and just being told play quieter, play quieter. You know, you're disturbing the, whatever the you know don't do your thing. So like stop being so aggressive, and you're out there trying to pour your soul into this thing you love, and it's like you, you know and we're doing you're that here for, for the ambiance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're getting paid fifty bucks or something. And the first couple of gigs we got free drinks. Second gig they're like, yeah, the bar's not going to do the free drink thing anymore. But same time, you cool. And so it's a tough grind. Shout out to all the jazz musicians, by the way. And I have a lot of friends who are still in that world, crushing it. Right. And um, I know what it really means to be crushing it in that world. So, so shouts out to anybody doing that. But for me, you know, I was like barely making my rent, barely, barely getting by um, doing jazz gigs. And then in, in 2018, I did a, uh, I got hired to do a commercial for Mitsubishi, which was like kind of based on my videos where I'm dressed up like a car salesman mm. at the Mitsubishi dealership. And then people get in the car to test drive it. And I'm, I'm sitting next to them. And then I'd start rhyming about the car and shit like that out of nowhere and get reactions and stuff. Uh, and that was my first like, check kind of you know right. and it wasn't anything crazy but like for me at the time it was like more money than i'd ever seen you know it was like just enough to be like oh i gotta keep doing this exactly this is working exactly exactly and uh, i knew before that that i had to keep leaning into the freestyle thing just from like the popularity of the videos and how much energy there was around it but um that was the first time i kind of like got paid and uh and then i took some time away from youtube and was like working on a project and stuff like that like and, an album yeah and that was cool but i kind of like i lived off the money from mitsubishi for it was like a label advance almost <laughs> right, right, right. you know luckily i didn't owe it back though. <laughs> yeah. like, but it, i lived off it for a while and like worked on shit and didn't really think about like hmm, what am i gonna do when this gets low and right. sure enough it got low and again i was at a point where i was like Yo, I'm gonna have to like apply to Trader Joe's and fucking start. I'm gonna have to like get a fucking job. You right, know, like right, I, right. I looked up one day and was like, I'm gonna have to get a job. And then, uh, and shout out to my girlfriend who was like, fuck that. Like, you're dope, man. Like, people, you have a fan base. You just have to activate some more of this shit and like figure out how to monetize. And that's when I started diving deep into like, okay, how can I use YouTube? like a YouTuber, you know what I mean? Like right. how can I actually build this out and, and make money off it? And how can I do the same on IG and Twitch and things of that nature? And, and since then, like from a, from, from a business standpoint, we've been able to really grow. Yo, stop in the interview. Got to tell you about our good folks at Odd Socks, man. Listen, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code 20% off. Save 20% off some of the craziest socks. You know, they got the Ninja Turtle joints. Uh, shout out to Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to SpongeBob. Plus, they got the Odd Socks Basics. These are my boys right here. I love these right here. You get the plain black, the plain white. Very comfortable. Most comfortable socks in the world, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Plus, underwear, y'all. Cheese it draws. Come on. What are we doing? Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code bootleg and save 20% off the most comfortable underwear in the world. Fuck all that other bullshit y'all be wearing on your ass. Throw all the Methicas in the trash. All that PSD shit. All that shit is all... Listen, man. Put them odd socks on your ass cheeks and thank me later. I was going to say, do you think that... I think I've, what I noticed was a lot of uh, the creatives that I know, the pandemic kind of helped a lot of people yeah. finally shine because it kind of like reset the world and kind of like... I feel like it kind of... Everybody was starting from the same place. Yes. Because, you know, people weren't going out to clubs. Like, you know, if you look at the uh, best albums of the year nominees in 2020, it was uh, it was like Royce and Jay Electronica and Freddie right. Gibbs. And it was just like all this ill rap shit. Yeah. Like, yep. I, feel, I feel like like a certain amount of like 
maybe it's time opening up or the way people are consuming shit. But did you feel like a uptick in your shit, like Dude, when everything shut down? Big time. I think it was a few things for everyone, and, and maybe a few things specifically for me. But one was like everybody was at home mm-hmm. and everybody was scared. You know what I mean? Facts. Or 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 uncomfortable or sad or whatever. And people were just looking for content to distract them or, or to consume their time. You know, people were just sitting on the couch wanting to watch something, you know, um, to pass the time. And so um, people who were providing content suddenly had an opportunity, like, to really step up. I think the other thing is, like, previously, it's like Hollywood is doing these big budget, super produced things, and everybody else is at home with their little webcam. But then all of a sudden, like, overnight, it was like, you go on Netflix and people are on webcams. Mm. You watch the news and it's like the shitty webcam. You know what I right, mean? Right, like, right. everybody was at home producing content with the same webcams. And, like, yeah. suddenly the tech part was taken out of it, kind right. of, where it's like, it's not such a huge difference between a random YouTube content creator and, like, what you're seeing on TV. Right, 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 right. And so that was kind of like a leveler, I feel like, in a lot of yeah, ways. It was like a, le- I feel like it was a level playing field in certain exactly. Ways. And so then it just came back to the quality of what you're making. You know, it just mm-hmm. came back to like if you're making something valuable, then you have a you have a chance to really win right now. Yeah, that's real, man. Yeah, yeah pandemic was good to a lot of people. I mean, obviously, outside, I'm talking about just career wise. Like, I feel like people right. people definitely like the people who took advantage of the circumstances. You know, what, what do they say when uh, someone gives you shit? Turn it into lemonade. Is right. that the name of an, an atmosphere album? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that an atmosphere album? It is, it is, but it's some. It's a. It's twist definitely on not it. that. It's a twist. Whatever on I just yeah, said yeah. is not the name of the album, but there's some sort of <laughs> atmosphere album that's close, close enough to that. Yes. Um. Yes. What What are you working on right now? Do you have anything coming? Like uh, I know you're putting out weekly videos. and yeah. you're, you're you're on your shit, but like as far as like, are you going to put out uh, original music soon? Definitely, or? definitely. Yeah, I'm going hard on the video content as always. Um. But yeah, in terms of original music, I've been having a lot of fun, man, exploring kind of how to use my freestyling to create records, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, because I just don't, I don't like to write. Like I don't enjoy sitting with a, if I sit with a blank page and a pen, I feel like I don't know how to rap. And I'll just sit there forever looking at it. Like I, what would I, what would I ever write? Right? You right. know? And then as soon as it's like, okay, play the beat and start the mic. Then as soon as I start rapping, I remember how to rap. Um, so for me, it's just a thing about process, but we've actually released two little mini EPs, like little three song mm-hmm. projects. Um, in the last six months or so that were either fully off top or, or like a hybrid where it's like I'll jot some ideas and then kind of just go in the booth and go off top. And uh, the fan base has been rocking with them, man. And so I'm excited to continue exploring that path. We just released one called Soliloquies uh, about a month ago that, that uh, people are rocking with on my YouTube and stuff like that. And, and those are coming out to like DSP, Spotify and Apple Music and all that. So I want to continue kind of exploring that process of, of doing what I'm comfortable with, but still being able to release like official albums and projects. What, what like inspired you to start freestyling back in the day? Like what was that first, like, you know? Yeah. It's funny. Cause there's a couple of like really early childhood. Like I, I saw Wayne Brady on whose line when I was in mm. third grade and I was like, what the, I was like, I asked my mom, I was like, wait, what's the trick? Like they give him the stuff ahead or he wrote it in advance. And they're a plan. Like I was the skeptic in my comment right. section when I, when I first saw yeah, him. No, he's, he's, he, he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause he would make songs about people, you know, but he would sing and stuff. Yeah. It was on whose line, but he would learn their job, favorite color, whatever, whatever, and create this like brilliant song with a chorus and stuff off the top. That was the first time my mind got blown from like lyrical improv. And, and then from a hip hop standpoint, uh, without a doubt, the, the person that, lit the fire for me was supernatural supernat yeah yeah shout out to supernat like he's the goat freestyler in my i book. agree 
Um, but yeah, I, I was exposed to a project he had called the Lost Freestyle Files. Um, when I was in like sixth grade, I, I would walk up to Music Millennium. It was the like record store by my house. And one of the dudes who worked there was a hip hop head. So at the end of the hip hop aisle, he would put like his top five picks of the week. Mm. And one week, one of those top five picks was Supernatural Lost Freestyle Files. And I didn't know who Supernat was, but I was already into freestyling. We would watch like 106 and Park and right, right, right. battles and stuff like that and just try to try to do our little freestyles, you know? We were super whack, but we were having fun. And uh, so I saw it, and just off the strength of the title, I was like, oh, Freestyle Files? I like to freestyle, let's check it out. And uh, good thing I did, because that record definitely blew my fucking mind, man. Like that shit, because when I heard Supernat, again, it was like the first time I saw Wayne Brady, where I was like, it's not possible. Like, how is it so smooth? It sounds written, but yet he's incorporating these things that are proving, you know, that it's it's not not written. And so like... Just that alone was enough of a spark for me to want to like do a deep dive and try to figure that out. And from there, you, you expand the universe. He had a battle with Juice, so I started checking out Juice. And then you mm-hmm. get on YouTube, and you know we, we were into Rhyme Sayers and Atmosphere yeah. and them. And I learned about Idea, who's another Idea's crazy. phenomenal freestyler. Rest in peace. Yeah, and rest so, in peace. Yeah, freestyle fellowship. You know, bit yeah. by bit, we were just nerdy kids trying yeah. to learn about the shit. And, uh, but yeah, definitely Super Nat was the first dude in a hip-hop context that blew my mind with the freestyle. And then shit. you just been sharpening your sword uh, yeah yeah i'm obsessed like i'm i'm it's scary i'm scary no, it obsessed. is pretty crazy man <laughs> you're you're fucking yeah man that's that's no like uh you you're one of them ones oh thank you bro i appreciate that i appreciate that it is just pra- it really is. it comes down to practice and and commitment and putting the time in you know i always try to mention that because people see what i do and they're like they're baffled by it because they've never thought about how that would work, right? right? Same way I felt when I heard Supernat. And they're just like, yo, like, how's it feel to be born with this, like, incredible blessing and shit like that? I think I, I was born with a spark, for sure. I think I have a, a talent for right. improv and knack for it. But for sure, my first freestyles were whack. You would never hear my first freestyles and be like, he's got it. Would you ever do, have they ever hit you to do Wildin' Out? Uh, no, not officially. Not officially. They got to get you on yeah. Wild and Out. You'll body everybody on there. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I feel like you're just too nice for Wild and Out, though. Oh, because you mean like literally like, like you're a, Like you're a sweet guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. Like, I don't battle. People see what I do and they're like, you'd crush the battle scene. You're like, yeah, yeah, but I'm too nice for that shit, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't really like dissing people. You know? I don't want to like, diss Black China and make her cry. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm wilding Out. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. that, I think that would be the next thing for you. You got to do that. Wild, wild and Out. Would, I would love to. Seriously, yeah. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to. And and I think you would be a. I mean, obviously you would kill it. You'd be the best guy on there. You know, man, thank easily. You, but look, I appreciate you coming through. Yeah. Uh, so there's gonna be you got a couple EPs out now. Yeah, weekly videos. Your TikTok is going crazy. Everything's everything. going crazy. But the big thing right now, bro, I'm going on tour. Tour uh, this year. Yeah, I'm going on tour. Energy Exchange 2022 is the name. You're of headlining. The tour. I'm headlining. It's my headlining tour, dude. Wow. So like you're gonna dates. do crowd work, work the crowd. Do- yeah, it's a fully improvised set. Uh, And then we'll we'll do a, we might, I don't want to leak anything, but basically it's a fully improvised set and uh, it's going to be crazy. We got to test it out a few times uh, here in LA. We've done some shows here um, and it goes crazy and it's going to be wild. So check it out. We're we're starting in February and we're going across the U S all the way through, through the top of May. Wow. Hey, good luck. Don't catch that Omicron. I know. Hopefully we're past it. <laughs> Everyone's getting it now. So I hope, I hope we don't have a new joint by that time, but Boom. We'll see. there it is, man. Yes, Harry sir. Mack. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight, a room upgrade, 
Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.